Hello and welcome to the AIPT Comics Podcast, episode 148. My name is David Brooke. I'm here with Nathan Simmons. It is Sunday morning. Are you awake? Wonk, wonk, wonk. Is it, it's Sunday morning for the listeners. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Sa- Saturday afternoon for us. We're in the past. Oh my God, you just broke my entire imaginary creation. You know, it's so weird. Whenever you listen to any podcast, you're yeah. just like, they don't even know what today is. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's the week before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. So uh, obviously, I've already uh, captured all of my turkeys, <laughs> I'm blowing up all the big old balloons in the backyard. Oh my god, balloon! What are the balloons for? Uh, for my parade. Oh well, wow. you have a private yeah. parade in the backyard. I made all my money off the big Charlie Brown. <laughs> Do they have a lot of turkeys in Florida? I'm sure they do. I don't go outside. They are running around in New England. You can just randomly see them in trees sometimes. You just see turkeys? Yeah, they actually fly a little bit. They're invasive (laughs) species. On Cape Cod especially, like... They'll yeah. just, like, take over. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Boy. Once they started learning how to use switchblades, it just went downhill from there. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's the Cape Cod switchblade gang, they call them. Yeah. You think you, you think turkey makes you sleepy now? Wait till you <laughs> get into a scrap with one Oh, my one God. How has there not been a turkey or Thanksgiving, not a turkey horror movie, a Thanksgiving there horror movie? Thanksgiving. Is there? Yeah. What was that one that was um in Grindhouse, the uh, trailer? Oh, um... Was that also Thanks Killing? That was on. Eli Roth. He directed it. Thanks Killing. While well, he looks that up, this different. is the comics podcast, not the movies podcast, where we talk about the latest news, review our favorite comics, have guests on, do special segments, and so much more every single yeah. week on Sunday. We do so much more than talk. Uh, oh, it was just called Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Not very in, inventive. In, in Grindhouse. No, well, it's Eli Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. What if they did like thanks living, thanks dying? No, oh. that doesn't make any sense, does it? Nope. Yeah, that's not good. Thanks leaving. <laughs> anyway, yeah, with Thanksgiving up ahead and uh, all the Marvel DC solicits out this week, likely next week will be lighter on news, but uh, yeah, we'll find out. Good lord, a lot of comics news this week. Lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff. Starting with uh, DC Comics. DC uh, revealed that they are supporting childhood COVID nineteen vaccine awareness. Yep. Uh, they are planning to work with children's hospitals across the United States, giving away superhero band-aids, yeah. uh, coloring books, activity books, and there are also giveaways. And they have um, also teamed up with the Biden administration for a thing called Mask Up, the Mask Up mm-hmm. campaign. So yeah, this is actually, I think it was like back in August, Marvel did something similar in the New York yes. area. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell you, Nathan, whenever I see stuff like this, where I see like superheroes on, uh, you know, posters going, you know, it's almost like it reminds me of like World War Two, you know, like support the troops, oh, turn sure. off the but, lights. I mean, there's yes, there's I mean, I, there were there were posters of Superman and Batman selling war bonds. Right. <laughs> but this is this is awesome. I I, I, I do think there is a, a slightly interesting mixed message showing a ton of superheroes not wearing masks. <laughs> this poster. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, with Yara yeah. floor front and center. Yeah, that's true. Uh, as much as I love her. Um, but no, I, I, I think this is rad. Like get the word out in, in, in any way you can. Right. Yeah. And I mean, any help they can, especially with, you know, children being able to get the COVID vaccine. Um, yeah. Almost semi recently at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more of a rollout. Yeah. Uh, uh, it started in like smaller areas and, and yeah, it's become more of a, more of a thing, which is great. 
I just signed up for I'm, my booster, I'm, but damn, it's take, it's taken quite a few days to get to it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It's uh, you you'd think you know living in Florida where we've left science behind, <laughs> uh, it would be a lot easier for me to get my booster, but it's it's taking a minute. Yeah, it's because I think the priority is like older folks and stuff, or people with uh, illnesses and stuff. Well, I'm ancient inside, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Every single week, we get that. I get a bum ticker. I have constant headaches. You have psychic energy that just flows from another time and place. Right. And I'm angry that my comics ain't the way they used to be. <laughs> That's not true. Man, shouts at Cloud. In other DC Comics news, they they released their full February 2022 solicitations. Boy, howdy. There's they're, some cool stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Aquaman was one thing that they reported. Actually, they, yeah. they let us news that a little earlier. I think the day before the solicits came out, mm-hmm. uh, which will have... Arthur Curry and Jackson Hyde, yeah, basically teaming up. This is spinning out of Black Manta and Aquaman: The Becoming. Both mm-hmm. those series are ending. This series is picking up where those ones left off. Um, so Chuck Brown and Brandon Thomas are actually co-writing uh, this book, which is kind of cool because they both wrote mm-hmm. one of two of the other uh, series. DC released a ton of art and uh, cover art for this. I saw a lot of folks on the internet saying Arthur finally has a shirt, and. I- <laughs> Apparently he was shirtless for a while. It, oh, yeah. That went by me. Look, you gotta. It's it's hard to swim with a shirt on. <laughs> I've always said that. I think we all go to the pool with our shirts on. Come on, that's there, a totally uh, normal thing to do. What I'm enjoying is how cheeky a lot of the DC solicits have been lately. Like we, mm. you know, the Harley Quinn solicits are always really funny because it's her, like it's supposedly her in character describing what's happening to her this month. Yeah. Um. The, the solicit for Detective Comics 1051 starts with Psycho Pirate, qu'est-ce que c'est? Which makes <laughs> wow. me really happy. That is funny. Oh, yeah, um, I see that there. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that originally. Yeah, yeah Shadow doing, of the um, Bat looks, looks, looks pretty wild. Yeah, Shadow of the Bat. It's going to be a weekly series through Detective Comics. Mariko Tamaki's writing, mm-hmm. Max Rayner's drawing. Um, the new champion of Shazam number one looks pretty cool, wouldn't you Looks say? excellent. Yeah. Josie Campbell, Doc Shaner. I mean, like, of course, I'm yeah. on board. And, you know, a book all about Mary Marvel? Yes, please. Yeah, totally. Um, also, I, it's not in the solicits, but Josh Middleton's doing a uh, variant cover for uh, Shazam, and I can't wait to oh, see nice. that. Yeah, uh, his, his variants for Batgirl were, like, on my pull every single month. They're so good. It is quite amazing when like a certain artist just always hits it, right? Mm-hmm. One kind of, of yeah, go ahead. oh, go ahead. One kind of interesting thing: I am Batman number six. Uh, DC sent this press release out to make a big mm-hmm. deal of the fact that uh, Jace Fox, who is uh, the Batman in I Am Batman, is mm-hmm. moving his operation to New York City, and DC wanted everyone to know that Batman hasn't actually um, protected New York City since 1938. Yeah, but, his uh, thirty nine. Yeah, his first appearance. He was he was uh, based out of New York City. Where is New York City in relation to Gotham? <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's the it's the giant DC Earth of it all, right? Like, right, right. You remember? I don't in Justice League, the Justice League Avengers crossover. It they revealed that DC's Earth is like slightly larger than Marvel's. Oh, Earth I forgot about it has that. Is to, to accommodate all of the fake cities, <laughs> which I think is genuinely brilliant. That makes sense. That when you can have a best of both worlds, right? Right, exactly. 
Yeah, I, this is fun. It's been it's been weird seeing a, a lot of like very clicky title uh, headlines that are just like, but you know, Batman's moving to D- to New York City. Mm-hmm. That's true, but like like let's let's be a little clearer here. <laughs> right, it's not there. Bruce Wayne Batman necessarily. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's all the people. It's like the people who are mad about John Kent without you know knowing anything about John Kent. <laughs> so. Yeah, they're like, why don't you change a, a new character? Why do you change an, a classic character? So strange. Well, like, John's I, only it, been around for five years for starters. People people love to get mad about these books without doing the, a modicum of research about yep. a thing that they already don't care about. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but meanwhile, I care very much about mm. Monkey Prince number one. That looks dope. Yeah, it looks. So so good um yeah. and they they have these uh these envelope versions that are celebrating the lunar new year that look really cool um suicide squad blaze is exciting to me is it cy spurrier and aaron campbell the hellblazer creative team that i love so much mm-hmm. um yeah there's a lot of great stuff to be excited for no, but there's a lot of different series that are continuing on, like Green Lantern and Deathstroke yeah. Inc. and DC vs. Vampires, which is a 12-issue series. Sure. Uh, oh, DC also made a, a kind of a big deal out of the fact that Nightwing and uh, Superman Son of Kal-El will be doing a crossover, mm-hmm. a two-parter crossover with Tom Taylor writing both, of course. Um, I think it was uh, Superman Son of Kal-El number... What, what, which one was it? No, it was Nightwing number like 86 or 5, where uh-huh. Superman and Nightwing have like a conversation... Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think Taylor was sort of setting up the fact that Clark Kent has been a bit of a, a mentor to Nightwing as much Gave as... Gave him his name. Yeah. 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 So it, it'll I've be interesting to see that I've said this on the show flipped. before. I'm a sucker for any time a hero is like, I got to talk to the guy who gets it. And it's always <laughs> Superman. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. one of the best issues of Hitman is Tommy Monaghan just talking to Superman on a rooftop for 20 pages. <laughs> yeah, he'll listen to anybody, won't he? Yeah. Um, there's a milestone, uh, special 96 page prestige format one shot coming out, uh, for black history month, which I can't wait for. That looks great. Yeah, it does. And the question, uh, volume uh, one, the, the omnibus, uh, Dennis O'Neill's. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's been on the order to come out, but it just got a little bit sidetracked because of the, it got pushed know. back a teensy bit, I yeah. think, but yeah, the, uh, it's 916 pages. So it's the first, uh 20 it's the the question number one through 27 and then a bunch of annuals that tied in together for their like uh the green arrow question and batman or detective actually uh crossed over at that time uh i'm yeah i can't wait uh this is one of my favorite comic runs of all time uh, mm-hmm. so i can't and it and they're hard to find uh now in back issue bins i've got almost a complete run except for a couple of issues so i'm i'm really Really excited to have these in a hardcover. Yeah, get, be able to read in one sitting too, for sure. And uh, and of course, I would be a bad Swamp Thing and <laughs> Hellblazer fan if I didn't mention uh, Swamp Thing Green Hell number two uh, features a, a an elderly John Constantine like trying to basically talk uh, talk Swamp Thing down. Mm. Uh, it looks awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in February for DC Comics. Yeah. But what about Marvel Comics? Because Marvel also released their February 2022 Marvel exists too. <laughs> Don't forget about Marvel. <laughs> no more Marvel erasure. Um, I think the I think the big thing for Marvel is Gwynverse. Yeah, gotta be number one on everyone's list for the thing I, that they didn't see coming. 
I didn't. No, I, I kept trying to think of like, there's got to be a better title for this. But damn, if I don't love that logo treatment and yeah, seeing yeah. all these different versions of Gwen, that's pretty cool. You know, it's interesting that and also um, Miles Morales, what if he's getting his own what if series or mini series where uh, each issue he takes on the mantle of a different hero in another Which universe. Is- uh, which is kind of an uh, is it is cool because I love Miles, but it's also kind of strange that it's like is the message here that oh yeah you can just put Miles as any hero or you know Miles oh, is sure. ju- uh-huh. Miles is just a fill in you know what I mean like right. he, I think he's earned he's earned his stripes as his own hero yeah why can't point. he become his own thing that's a good point uh, but I, I don't know I, I still the I, it's a cool idea I'm I'm excited to see him in all these different scenarios so between that um, and Gwenverse Marvel's going yeah. a little bit heavier with like the whole multiverse thing aren't they sure yeah and then well, for me the the biggest thing I'm excited for is uh, Benjamin Percy and Corey Smith's Ghost Rider. Mm, yeah for sure yeah what he was saying about his his take being like horror and metal like i can't wait for that yeah all the covers look dope as hell mm-hmm. <laughs> over in eternals it looks like uh, karen gillen will be uh giving thanos the uh control of all of the eternals he it says here in the solicit that he's, the prime he's now, now the, the the ruler of the eternals yeah so uh uh-oh for the eternals i think <laughs> uh-oh um <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've got Savage Sp- Yeah, this is going to be a very good month for Marvel. Savage Spider-Man, uh, the the Carnage 30-year uh, anniversary, mm. uh, Carnage Forever. Um, yeah, Rom V and um, Philip Kennedy Johnson are co-writing that one. I, I don't know if they're doing that's... co-writing or if one's doing a story in another. I think it's an anthology, actually. Love yeah. that team. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, you weren't kidding. You know, we talked about Red, <laughs> uh, the, the Queen Goblin last week. Yes. And one of the one of the uh, variant covers tells you what her her secret identity is. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I don't think kind of I interesting. I think that's a mistake. Has to be a mistake. Usually, Marvel's very good about uh, you know turning this into a big press release and spreading it sure. across all websites. And they haven't done a, done that yet. But it says her name right there on the uh, the design cover by Patrick Gleason. That's pretty incredible. Like, what if? <laughs> What if like we had we'd been trying to figure out who the hobgoblin was for years mm. and then someone was like, It says Ned Leeds in the corner of this, this cover. <laughs> Wait a minute, he's got a name tag on in the comic. <laughs> it says, Hi, my name is Ned. How can I help you? Um Oh yeah, and Sabretooth looks cool too. Oh yeah, I'm really psyched for that too, yeah. For sure. Victor Lavale. Uh I think that's his first foray into Marvel, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But actually, uh, you know, X Men Monday over at AIPTcomics.com. Yeah. We had the scoop that Lavelle was joining the uh, X office. Oh yeah, that was like right. seven months ago. God, time yeah. flies. Does it? It's so <laughs> weird. It feels like it does and doesn't at the same time. Um, yeah, I, I I'm excited for that. I'm excited for. Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about Excellent next or last yep. week. The yeah. the return of Ecstatics. Um, X Men Legends number twelve looks really fun. It's a Nightcrawler and Shadowcat story. Yeah, uh, there's some really really neat stuff coming up. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Venom is also ongoing as well. Yeah, which I'm quite enjoying so far, and I'm curious about um, the new She Hulk series. Um, just some yeah, some big swings from from Marvel. I, I feel like DC, um, you know, as as excited as I was for a lot of those solicits, I. It, I, you know, I kind of sound like a broken record. It does feel like DC plays it safe a lot of the time with, sure. you know, here's here's our four new Batman books this month, <laughs> um, which, you know, whatever. I'm going to read them. I fucking love Batman. But yeah, yeah. 
one thing about the Marvel solicits, um, I, I, they still haven't solicited Excalibur, Marauders. Um, yeah, Hellions. I noticed that. We don't know if those those series are canceled for good or if they're going to be replaced with other X books. We do know that we're going to find out once the X lives of Wolverine and the X deaths of Wolverine is finished. Sure. But I do see Modok is taken on the team in X Men number mm-hmm. eight in February. What? Yeah. So many shenanigans from that guy. I love that guy. Uh, oh yeah, in the the Kazar uh, finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other Marvel news, they also revealed a uh, teaser for uh, the new Source of Supreme will be announced in March 2022. Mm-hmm. But the teaser just says "Strange," so mm. that might be the title of the book. Love that question mark. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> is it Strange 2099? Oh no, that'd be interesting. I mean, that's what she called herself. She was just strange. Oh, dude, what? We just got another scoop right here. (laughs) Yep, you heard it here first. By the way, I'm writing it. (laughs) Oh my god, that's crazy. Coincidence. We didn't even see that coming. that's interesting. Skull imagery. Uh, I know a lot of people were hoping for magic to take over. um, I'm into that, too. Sure. Obviously, this is spinning out of the Death of Doctor Strange, Jed McKay's uh, current miniseries. Which I am really enjoying. I know, right? It's so fun. It's like a different... very different from what i expected it to be yeah Mm -hmm. but that's not all folks the big two is not the only comic uh company in the standing it's just one company in the uh, business (laughs) image comics also revealed new details about their radiant black universe wait what yeah they just said they were going to expand the spawn universe and now they're expanding the radiant black universe yeah so here's gunslinger radiant black uh (laughs) king radiant black Girl Radiant Black. Medieval Radiant Black. So yeah, this uh, new series called Rogue Sun was announced. This is uh, written mm-hmm. by Ryan Parrott. And um, actually, um, we had... Which he kind of hinted at when he was on the show. He was like, he I'm did. working with someone who's doing Sentai stuff. Yes. <laughs> like We had um, Alex Curtis. He was covering a con that Kyle Higgins and Ryan Parrott were at mm-hmm. on Saturday. And he interviewed them both like three or four times. We, there was just like four articles from that one convention, but uh, Ryan Parrott talks a little bit about um, Rogue Sun and their mm-hmm. their sort of take. But both of them are Power Rangers alums. Actually, Ryan is still writing Power Rangers. Uh, yeah. Kyle's was writing it years ago. So Kyle's most recently written Ultraman, yep. and he's doing Dark Hawk, which feels like a little bit of a Sentai riff oh, uh, totally. at Marvel. And I love that series too. Yeah, and um, it, it it looks actually like Kyle is bringing in his cohorts from uh, Ultraman because he's got Matt yeah. Groom and Francesco Mana is um, joining them as well. Oh, sure. Yeah. And he's done some excellent work on Ultraman. <clears throat> but uh, it made me think, like, when you work for the big two, you know, you can take, you can meet new creators that you work well with and mm-hmm. go and do your own thing that you own. It's not like you're in a contract with Marvel that you can't go and do something that's like, of a similar energy or adventure style, right? Yeah, right, right. So it is cool that they're like building that out. Also, it's cool it. in the in the preview on the site. You can see there's a store called Walgrands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's Walgreens, but for an older demographic. Well, oh my god, I didn't even see that joke. That's funny. But no, um, I I I've dabbled in Radiant Black. I haven't really gotten super into it, but it, I, it is I cool. really dig Radiant Black a lot. Um, yeah, and the idea that they're making this a bigger universe with uh you know a varied costumes too it's almost mm. like you know like different teams different eras which i love 
I, I yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this. This this hits me right in my. I grew up loving stuff like Power Rangers and Ultraman, mm. so I I'm this is catnip for me. Yeah, the Rogue Sun design is really neat too. It's great. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, and the thing the thing that's fun about Radiant Black is that it has that sort of wish fulfillment. You know. Uh, young guy turns into a super powered, you know, soldier kind of thing. But it's also, it also deals with elements of like disaffected youth and, and feeling like you're not uh, succeeding or you're not on the right path in your life. So it literally feels like it's the crossroads between Power Rangers and Spider-Man. And that is just mm, like mm-hmm. my sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look for that in February. Also in the mm-hmm. news, Webtoon is expanding into print. Wait a minute, Dave, Webtoon only does digital comics. Not anymore. No. Starting next spring, they're going to be launching in-print books under the um, the title of Webtoon Unscrolled. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. I yeah. like that. So, personally, I don't super love reading comics digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Marvel Unlimited, the Infinity Comics that are coming out. They're, they're all, I mean, they're cool. Well, but... you're still afraid of Y2K. <laughs> yeah, if I download anything to my phone... Um, sure. actually, I actually, I, I use die, a mirror. If you die in the webtoon, you die in real life. When I use my phone, I use, I hold it up to a mirror so that they, the, the, <laughs> the, the Y2K energy can't get me. Sure. And you read them all backwards. Like the, like the man from another place on Twin Peaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spy do a man. Well, no, what's interesting about, um, so Marvel's done it before where they've taken their, um, digital comics and put them into mm-hmm. print. It's tricky though, because they weren't intended to be printed. Uh, and, and and told in a certain you know left to right top to bottom way. I'm sure there's similar situations with these webtoon comics, but it'll yeah. be interesting to see them be adapted for print. For sure, yeah. It's because uh, they they do some interesting things with the format that you can really only do in like a digital medium. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see how that translates. It's also interesting to me like these companies started as we're digital only, but they're all creeping into the print world. Right. Clearly, there's much more money there, right? Gotta or, be. Or, yeah, or at least, yeah, it does open it up to like folks like us who are like, I like the idea of this. It's not my preferred medium. Mm. Um, if I'm relaxed, I mean, you and I both spend so much time in front of screens yeah. for work yeah. that yeah. like when I'm done it, when I'm done for the day, I don't I don't want any more blue light, man. Like I just yeah. wanna, <laughs> I want to lay down and read a book. I want to sit on I want to sit on my porch with a coffee and read a comic. Plus, you can't gift someone a digital comic as easily yes, as a paper. I mean, true. you can, I think, but isn't it better when it's wrapped in pack, you know, paper? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that there's. I don't know. I'm. I'm. That that's kind of my gift giving. Like gift giving is one of my love languages, and so like it, that is like something sure. I very. I think about a lot. Where I'm just like, ah, I want. I don't. I don't want to give anyone a gift receipt or gift a gift certificate. Like I'm oh, always sure. like, what can I make sure that you want? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's the sentiment and the uh, and you're like proving that you know them well enough to give them something. Right. And also, like, I, you know, I dig when people give me a gift certificate or, or or like a gift card or cash. But also, I'm just like, you're kind of just sending me on an errand. Like, <laughs> like I told you what I want. I'm very open about what I want. Now you got to go to Target and look for the grapes, and it's just look, like man, a whole thing. Uh, like target trips have come in clutch like uh-huh. since the pandemic started i'm just like oh i get to leave my house and look <laughs> at things for a minute oh yeah when the pandemic was raging just going to the grocery store was like going to like six flags yeah 
especially working from home you're just like man i i don't want to be in my office for the rest of the day oh my god there's an outside <laughs> i didn't know there was an outside right. uh speaking of things expanding um the comics beat had the news that over fifty thousand people are expected to attend the comic-con special edition which is taking place next week mm. the con that gosh almost a year ago now we were talking about Mm-hmm. And how ridiculous we thought it was that you would have a Comic Con over Thanksgiving um, weekend. Yeah, it's going to be taking place November twenty sixth to twenty eighth. So it's not on Thanksgiving, but it's right after. Yeah, which is you know historically one of the worst times to travel. Right. What's interesting is they they did mention you can actually like just walk up to the counter and get a ticket like at the uh, at the entrance, which is like not been possible for a long time like right. you had to get these like months in advance or you know book them online right and, and clearly the you know San Diego comic-con is trying to you know they haven't had a real con in almost three years now i think mm-hmm. so they they probably need these funds more than anything um it's also ex- extremely scaled back there's no like yeah. big movie panels uh there's around 100 panels and it's stuff like it seems to be a, a lot more um fandom focused which is which is kind of neat like there it's a little bit more i guess back to basics in a lot of ways um yeah. there's 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 a lot of artists and writers that are going to be there doing panels on their on their process which that's cool i i feel like uh a lot of the time the the comics of it all gets really overshadowed by the uh, oh yeah the, the other studio stuff especially over the last 10 years like <laughs> the comics sure. part is like not even a factor or yeah. hasn't been. I mean, Kevin Eastman's gonna be there. Cena Grace, like there's a there's a good lineup of uh, of uh, of creatives there for sure. And according to the beat, this is only a third of the people expected um, compared to a usual SDCC, which is oh of course hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. I saw somewhere that uh, someone was saying New York Comic Con this year had close to two hundred thousand people. So this is much smaller, even if I did if see pictures of it, and I it was like uh, I hyperventilated <laughs> just looking <laughs> at that many people. I know it's still too scary to go out, and I feel like I, I'm not going to be yeah. attending this Comic Con. But uh, no. I, I have covered the last three San Diego Comic Cons that did take place, so it's a little yeah. bit of a bummer. But I don't think it's safe enough yet with the pandemic, especially I'm to fly not, across yeah. the country. I'm just not there yet, for sure. Yeah. But you know who is there? Dark Horse, Dark Horse comics. with their arms wide open as Star Wars rushes into them and Much they like embrace. Creed. <laughs> Did you get a picture there? Do what? Did you get a picture there? Uh, of Creed? No, of of Star Wars with its arms wide open and. Oh yeah, no, I see it for sure. Yeah, Dark it does. Horse it looks. In. It looks like Creed. That's strange. Um, yeah, no, this was wild. Dark Horse bringing back, uh, getting getting Star Wars again. Yeah, so there's a bit of a history here, starting yeah. in way back in 1991 when Dark Horse took over printing Star Wars comics, original ones, but I think they were semi in canon. It was a bit of a gray area. I don't well, think George was, Lucas was like every story is real, but no, but it was it was during that time period of like the legend stuff where you could I mean, there were a bunch of uh, adaptations of some of the novel, like the Timothy Zahn novels and stuff, and then um you know those those gorgeous painted covers by dave dorman uh, and you know the the uh shadow of the empire all that stuff like the expanded universe stuff was this was when i was really getting into yeah. star wars lore right yeah and it goes deep it went deep with dark horse yeah until the mouse walt disney bought lucasfilm 
in 2014, 2015, and yeah. they took back the license from Dark Horse, right. and Dark, Dark Horse uh, no longer started printing, or was no longer printing new Star Wars tales since 2015, but apparently they're picking back up in the spring of 2022, and they'll be printing all ages comics again. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's... three different imprints putting so, out Star Wars stuff. I'm wondering... I know that uh, Screen Rant, who had the exclusive news on this, mm-hmm. they said ID- the IDW is still continuing to print Star Wars mm-hmm. comics, but I don't know. Is the license going to run out with IDW and then Dark Horse will take over? Like, it seems odd it's, that they would very both odd. be doing it. Yeah. So we'll 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 keep on uh, um, looking at this to see if it changes. But mm-hmm. to me, I'm guessing that Dark Horse is taking over the all ages kind of comics. And then Marvel, of course, will continue doing their Doctor Aphra, Darth Vader, Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it still is strange to me that Marvel can't handle the all ages titles, but maybe these smaller publishers have a better handle of YA tales or the YA market. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. But it definitely came as a surprise. That's for sure. This news. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, like Mike Richardson, the uh, founder and CEO of Dark Horse, he, he was very outspoken when Disney took away uh, oh, yeah. Star Wars from Dark Horse back in that. 2015. And but now he's, you know, he's he's writing uh, very happily that they're they're back in in their in the saddle with uh, Star Wars. Anywho, that's the news for this week. In our next segment, standout, Kapow! moment of the week. This is our favorite moment of the week. Not necessarily our Ooh. favorite comic, but. It's a moment that really stood out to us, and we liked yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we loved it, and we, we wanted some more of it. Yeah, so it, we're going to try to put out the energy of, uh, around this one panel or page yeah. so that we'll get more of that at some point. Maybe not from the same creators, but another one. This is magic I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Juju, karma, I don't know. Uh, my favorite uh, moment came from Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow Number 5 by uh, mm-hmm. Tom King, Bill Quisevely, and Matt Lopez. Uh, it's an adventure issue, to be sure, where um, Supergirl is transported to another planet with a green sun, and mm-hmm. she is losing her powers slowly. And when she's transported there, it's a teleportation, and it's the moment they, uh, her and her cohort are land on this planet, there is a ginormous beast about to step on them. Oh, yeah, immediately. Yeah. So her arms are just up, holding this beast's foot up, and she's already struggling, even though she's only been in this uh, on this planet for seconds. Mm-hmm. Just to show that not only is danger ever-present, but um, her powers are dwindling. So it's a really cool page. It's a mm-hmm. full-page spread. Um, and Evelyn used almost the entire page to show this gargantuan foot yeah, it's just about to stomp on our characters. I just thought it was a really cool idea to like stretch the page like this. Yeah, for and, sure. And show how outmatched they are because they are so tidy against this monster right away too. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite moment of the week? My favorite moment of the week came from uh, the Amazing Spider-Man number seventy-eight. We are we calling these seventy-eight point beyond seventy-eight? Is that what Bay? that is? I would say Bay because it sounds cool. Bay. Yeah, Queen Bay. Yeah. Um, this is when Spider-Man uh, meets Beyonce. Mm-hmm. No, um, Spider-Man 78 Point Bay. By <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jed McKay and Eleonora Carlini. Um, this, this first, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, this is a very fun issue um, that mostly follows uh, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing. And they are sent out to fight uh, a supervillain in the middle of the city. 
uh, by the Beyond Corporation, and they're driving this uh, car that has um, a siren and uh, flashing lights on top. And the siren is go siren is going Beyond Beyond. <laughs> Um, and sort of following uh, this Akira style uh, like light streak um, from the from the lights on top of the car. It's just a really fun image them whipping around the corner. And I am a sucker for a goofy sound effect, and and this like sure. hits, hits both of those buttons. Oh, I totally see that. Yeah, that whole that whole issue has a multiple great moments. Yes, like a Jason Iron Man. I think was it Jason. With a Jason uh, yes, mask? something like that yeah and then you know just them going through the they've been handed a ton of uh experimental weapons and they're just going through a list like <laughs> right. i can't believe they gave us an antimatter bomb that's insane <laughs> as one would say it's very fun but yeah this this panel just made me giggle like i i, I was like huh that's interesting and then i i went back to it at later mm. and was like oh that's there's that's the siren doing that mm, mm-hmm. it's just very funny to me beyond corporation is all about uh mar- uh branding yeah even sonically yeah yeah exactly it's funny too because that's something you could easily miss because like sound effects sometimes people kind of gloss over them you know well that or like i was just like not sure if it was meant to be a- at first i was like is this a sound effect or is this mm. like someone's yelling it but then oh, as sure. when i realized that it's like it's perfectly lined up with the lights like streaking around the corner. Right, um, right. That's just super fun. Super fun, yeah. Well, let's move on to our favorite top two comics of the week in our top uh-huh. books of the week. Our yeah. top two favoritest books of the week. How many times I going to say that, Dave? Dave, what are these books? <laughs> you liked them? <laughs> these are books we hated to love. Of course. No. Wait, is that right? Yeah, I think we just loved them. <laughs> what was your second favorite book of the week? My second favorite book of the week was Dark Hold Wasp, number one, uh, by Jordi Belair and Claire Rowe. This is, of course, tying into the Dark Hold mini event um, where people are being shown the, the how their lives could have gone differently. Heroes are, are portrayed in darker tones. Um, it, it's interesting to me that the, the one knock I'll do against this, this, uh, yeah. event is that um these stories don't really seem to line up with what happened in the one shot that like, I don't even remember what happened that was so long ago now Wasn't they were that, like, all transformed and yeah like the the vibe I mean the vibe from the cover of this issue and from the ending of uh dark hold number one was that like it was going to be some kind of weird body horror story with the mm. wasp mm-hmm. and this is more of a slow burn story of uh of janet dealing with always being in hank pym's shadow while he continues to uh gaslight her abuse her mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. trick all of her friends into thinking that he's like worth fighting for mm-hmm. um and it, it all culminates in that you know infamous moment when he finally strikes her and mm-hmm. it doesn't go it goes very differently for hank this time <laughs> it does um, yeah the the narration in this issue is heartbreaking and very relatable and just um it's just it's a really strongly written one shot where you're just like okay well this is this is what happens if if Janet succumbs to the toxicity around her um mm-hmm. 
And uh, man, I just thought this was a hell of an issue, even though it for me, it, it feels like this this whole kind of crossover has been very disjointed. Yeah, uh, totally. this is a great standalone story. Yeah, it's a one shot. I reviewed it for the site. I gave it a nine out of uh-huh. ten. Yeah, it's excellent. It, the domestic abuse element and it's not just, you know, physical abuse. It's it's right. Emotional and and. I mean, he's he refuses to wear his wedding ring and then just kind of makes her feel dumb because right, she right. asks him about it. Like, yeah, yeah it's it, it is very much. a Hey, guys, remember Hank Pym sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's this great um, moment early on where she's going into his workshop. It's like all yellow. So there's like this. Oh, yes. Anxiety yeah. around the yellow, I feel. And Ro draws this like chain that's like coming across the panel a little bit, yeah, as if we're yeah. like looking down, kind of hidden behind this chain, looking down mm-hmm. at them. It's this great effect that makes me feel like you're like watching in on these people mm-hmm. that don't know they're being watched. So we're seeing a true, intimate, and awful moment between. We're not the two. supposed to be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the sequence is like that where Hank is home and he's showing who he really is. I all have these kind of like sickly colors to them. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And Jordi Bella uh, colored it as well. Yes. Yeah. And just int- like really interesting choices across the board. Um, and in an ending that is so insanely dark, but also will have you like Lucille Bluth style of saying, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, it's funny. The ending is the only thing that I was like a little eh on in that I wish we had another page or two. To see yes. where Wasp goes, because yeah, it's like it ends right before it should end, to, at least for my taste. I felt the same way about the Blade one shot, where I was just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, not a not a whole lot of Blade here, huh?" Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I would love a revisit of this storyline. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. Like, give me Wasp life story. Like, where's that? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my favorite, uh, second favorite book of the week was Moon Knight Number no. Five by Jed McKay and Alessandra Capuccio. This yeah. one is also it, it probes the superhero mind in a way mm-hmm. that's intriguing to me. Um, Moon, it, this book is basically split up with Moon Knight speaking to a therapist while also doing his superheroics in his superhero suit, and I think the two uh, speak to each other really well in this story. Moon Knight actually speaks some truths about himself, about his father, about how his father was very like um, kind, and 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 he kind of psychoanalyzes himself a bit and says, "This is why I'm so violent," which I thought was right. so intriguing. Meanwhile, though, the events of the superhero part of the book are playing into this: Is Moon Knight this guy who is vicious and will murder anyone if they were a bad guy at one point, or will he save them and decide to, you know? be a good guy, even if right. the person he's saving is a bad guy. So like that, those kind of two elements kind of inform each other, which I thought was really cool. And I don't know, I'm a sucker for like psychological thrillers and stuff. And I think this book's got that in droves. Yeah. The art also when Moon Knight is suited up, like there's this cool glow effect, not only around him, but like in the city around him. Yes. It's like he's yeah. a spiritual entity just like floating around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's some insane stuff in this uh, in this book. Like they the, the way that, yeah, like they embrace that kind of weird figure of the night kind of thing that like mm. early Batman is very much about where it's just like uh, he you you do get a feeling that there's something otherworldly about him. Right. It's and uh, there is a literal one with the Egyptian god there. Sure. But I, also I am, 
we yeah. talked on the show about the the teaser for the Moon Knight TV series? No, we haven't. It looks so rad. Like yeah. we've barely seen anything from it, and it looks <laughs> like they're making some interesting and weird choices. I know, right? They're taking some chances there, and Oscar yeah. Isaac's um, doing the way his he's playing voice. it. Yes, <laughs> uh, let him do weird voices all the time. I'm fine with it. I he's like Oscar the Isaac. caliber of actor that you know. Marvel's like, yeah, let's just go with what Oscar wants. Whatever to do. he says, we can do. <laughs> he'll do. Yeah, exactly. One thousand percent. We'll see if it works out. But yeah, it's it is always cool when these kind of things take chances because so much yeah. of the MCU can feel a bit samey. Yes. Uh, be it yeah. like the, sonically with like the, the way soundtracks and the music is kind of always never that punched up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Or the way it's shot too. But no, yeah. Check out Moon Knight. Uh, there's actually a, an insane cliffhanger on this one too that uh, reveals a, a mm-hmm. new character. Uh, so it's worth checking out. But Nathan, what's your favorite book of the week? My favorite book of the week was Amazing Spider-Man number 78. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Stars and Garters. That was my favorite book of the week, too. It's so good. This was so fun. I I was kind of, you know, uh, I was about to give it a pass just because it's like a sort of a one off side story. But Mm -hmm. I, man, I uh, uh, multiple people said, you've got to read this book. It's insane. And including you, you were just like, this is absolutely a surprise uh, in every way. And I had so much fun reading this. Um, and, you know, it opens, I mean, Ben Riley's in a uh, simulation built by Colleen Wing to help him, you know, assess different threats in an Avengers murder mansion, like a, a haunted <laughs> version of the Avengers. So he's fighting uh, Captain America dressed up like Leatherface, um, Giant Man as a Freddy Krueger claw, like you said earlier, uh, Iron Man wearing a, uh, a hockey mask. <laughs> it's, yeah, so, yeah. it's so funny to me. It's such a uh, cool idea. It's like, yes, it's like the kind of idea where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe Jen McKay is using this idea. He could use it in a creator own and be cool. Uh, although you can't use Iron Man in, in a creator own. Bet. Uh, I'll, I'll put Iron Man in anything. Um, <laughs> no, I, I yeah, this was so fun. I mean. Uh, and, it, you know, from there, Ben is kind of out of the story because it's all about uh, Colleen and Misty fighting against this uh, this monster called Obsidian Star. Um, and it it seems to be setting up some interesting things with a new power source that, that no one's encountered before. Um, and again, they're fighting their way through this haunted version of the uh, Avengers mansion. I mean... The Jarvis wearing a mask and hold, toting a shotgun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like he's, that was fun. like he's uh, like he's a, another character from uh, Texas Chainsaw or or like um, the Strangers or something. It's uh, this was a blast. It was also nice that Spider-Man got a couple moments before it turned into the Misty show, because like, yeah, so often with these like sort of tie in side stories is like the, the main characters on the cover, but they're not actually in the book, you know, right. They the and and the you know the montage of them using different Beyond Corporation uh, weapons, uh, high intensity insecticide to beat the wasp. Um, <laughs> they, they oops whoops all scorpions, which is just a can of scorpions. <laughs> that was good too. Yeah, it was so funny. Um, hitting Giant Man with a huge hand. Like that looks like one of those Hulk hands that you get at the store, like the toy store. Oh, it's that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So funny. It's so I, matter of the fact, but that's why it's so funny. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed this this issue. 
So, uh, you know, it's interesting, like Marvel's only, I think it's only recently have been doing these, um, you know, Amazing Spider-Man number and then dot something. Because they did that with yeah. Last Remains where it was number 50 dot LR. And now they're right. doing it again here. And then like immediately soured me a little bit because I'm like, oh, it's just a, it's just a side story that may not matter all that much to the main book. Right. But, but it, this is this stands on its own as super mm. fun and mm-hmm. colors the Beyond Corporation in in new ways. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Pick that up. It's well worth it. It's not a one shot though, because it said to be continued, unless right. it is a one shot. And it does set up yeah. a very, uh, very fun character appearance at the end that I didn't mm. expect, and someone who has a history with the Beyond Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I really dug this issue. How does the numbering work? Does this count towards Amazing Spider-Man, or is it know. a sort of a side not? That is the, and yeah. you know what we need is we need triangle numbers like we had on the old <laughs> Superman books. Right, right, right. In the right. 90s. I mean, I don't mind the legacy numbering, but right. sometimes it can be confusing. Like, I think, oh, that came up recently. Um, Avengers uh, seemed to have jumped like eight issues, but then we found oh, sure. out later that that Kurt Busiek side story that was happening at the same time that was like a mini series. It was actually oh, yeah. counted towards the Avengers. I don't know, it was a whole thing. But this is only what super nerds care about. <laughs> yeah, Give me we're the cool. actual numbering. <laughs> In our next segment, Top Books for next week, we're going to talk about our most anticipated book out next week. Mm-hmm. Nathan, what are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to Hulk number one by Donny Cates and Ryan Otley. This this book just seems like a, a, a great jumping on point. I kind of fell off of Immortal Hulk. I know that's probably blasphemy for a lot of people. Um... But I, I don't know. There was just a, a combination of things where I was just not keeping up with it. And then this one, it looks like uh, it's not only back to a little bit more action-oriented stuff, but it's also a, a completely new take. Um, you know, the concept they're running with is that maybe Bruce Banner has been the problem all along. And, <laughs> and the again, sort of hitting my Power Rangers Ultraman uh, sweet spot. Uh banner appears to be piloting the hulk like he's a kaiju <laughs> or like he's a like he's a giant me- megazord so um, weird it's so a, cool it's, it's such a bonkers concept uh stegman's art looks rad as hell um and yeah i mean i don't know i just it, it looks really fun i i don't think it's i i understand that there's a lot of people who are already um iffy on it because it's you know not immortal hulk but i i I think that's the only way to go forward is to not do that again you know what i mean like you have to you have to you have to set yourself apart that's what that's what we're seeing on venom right now is that it's it you know it's not saying that the story that we liked didn't happen but it is saying that here's what's happening now and here's how we're going to expand it and play with the rules here isn't Um, it crazy that kate's followed um, Jason Aaron on Thor, and now he's following Al Ewing on Hulk, and both of those series were pretty long and also timer runs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he. I think Kate's likes to like challenge himself, like to set himself up for like I've got to do this. Like I can't not stick the landing. Yeah, it's like more of a um, challenge I, there. Yeah, of course. So that's that's pretty exciting to me. Yeah, no, it's a bull. And Brian Otley, who was killing on amazing for a while, there is on this too. And I, I, I think Otley could draw anything, any book, and it'd be amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Otley, you know, it's funny. Like looking at like faces that he draws, I, I sometimes I just see invincible characters. 
So there isn't like a huge change, but the, his ability to draw like superheroes and action and energy blasts and stuff like that is just mm-hmm. unparalleled. Absolutely. Speaking of art, I am super excited for Girl Scouts Stone Ghost number one by Jim Mahfoud. Um, I've reviewed a ton of his stuff over the years. Yeah. Um, he, this is not the very first Girl Scouts. By the way, Girl Scouts and Berserker should do a crossover <laughs> and call yeah. it Girl Berserker Scouts. Girl Berserker. No more vowels, please. Vowels are just ruining our here. language. I, it's more fun without vowels. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I really like my, my food uh, art in part because it's very like uh, graffiti street art kind of style. It's mm-hmm. chaotic. It's psychedelic. It's wild. Uh, it's sexy. It's violent. It's 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 kind of grunge. It's it's like indie com- how indie comics should be or a zines should be anyway. Yeah. Um, he writes and draws these series. They're bonkers, outrageous, sometimes hard to follow, but that's part of its charm. Mm-hmm. all hand-drawn just wild stuff there's nothing else like it so i'm putting my hat in for for this one simply because i'm excited yeah. that, that he's back to doing comics because it's been a little bit like i think two or three years yeah and this one was uh this one totally went under my radar until you put it on the on the document i'm looking really looking forward to this it looks cool yeah and <laughs> looking forward to seeing what the peach momoko uh variant cover looks like which is always, yeah uh, Oh my treat. god, Peach is insane. She's pumping out like what, like twelve works of art every month. Yeah, never yeah, goes she half just speed. Never stops. <laughs> In our next segment, judging about the cover, Junior, we're going to talk about our favorite cover art out next week. I went with X Men Legends Number Nine by Kara Andrews. Looking at the cover on the internet is probably not even close to what it's going to be like in real life because i'm pretty sure this is like a hologram kind of cover mm-hmm. there's like this weird colory effect all around wolverine as he's slashing through omega red and saber tooth and lady deathstrike this one's really fun yeah this feels very 90s like in a good way right it's it it not only that like the um the box the marvel comics box at the top left yeah has yeah. that vibe Jubilee's doing this insane kick while wearing rollerblades. How 90s can you get? Love it. Love it. And this book is, of course, taking place during that era, that mid or early 90s era where Wolverine and Jubilee were teaming up all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I think this, the nostalgic vibes of this look radical. And Mm -hmm. I might have to go see and make sure if this is a hologram cover. I think it will be, but. It kind of looks like it just from the, yeah, yeah, from the image online. Some cool vibes there. Love what was, it. What, what, is, what are you looking forward to that's out next week for covers? The cover that I, I really gravitated to was uh, DC versus Vampires number two. There's a mm. Warren Lowe variant. Um, and it's Supergirl as a vampire in a very um, uh, Vampirella-esque <laughs> style. Like, I mean, I don't know. There's just, the, I love the pose. The You know, she's got her uh, long black nails, sharp nails. Mm. Um, I don't know. They're, they're, this just looks like a classic horror comic cover to me, and I, I really dig it. I have two questions for you. Sure. One, did Scarlett Johansson pose for this? <laughs> and two, how do you turn Supergirl into a vampire when she has super skin? Huh? Well, huh? are are vampires magical? We don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do your vampires sparkle? No. I mean, as far as I can tell, the only sparkling vampire in this series is Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's a fun, it's a fun, uh, campy, co- it uh, is, creepy yeah. cover. Like a Sabrina style kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I dig it. Vampirella slash Elvira kind of vibe. 
cool cover, dude. In our Thanks, last bro. segment, what are we thankful for? With Thanksgiving around the corner, yeah. Uh, and if you celebrate, uh, we want to talk about what we're thankful for in comics and life and whatever. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, the last two years have been quite hard with the pandemic, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it makes it easier to be thankful for things when you know life gets you down, right? Absolutely. I, you know, I, I gotta say, I'm thankful to be able to. Uh, do this show every week i mean to have a little bit of social hour and you know because i i don't really go out a whole lot and it's nice to be able to chat about comics every week and Mm. kind of have something to you know giggle about and and talk about you know we we spend so much time before and after we record just just shooting (laughs) breeze too which i think is so great And, and um I ended up starting a bunch of different projects over the last year and, and that, that has been like a real lifeline for me. Um, Mm. and beyond that, I, I'm just very grateful that my family is safe and they are healthy and careful. And I have a a partner in my life that is, uh, that always has my back and I'm very happy that, uh, we're going to be spending the holidays together, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm thankful for this show. I mean, Yep. When, you know, I, I've, I've read comics my whole life, but to do a show like this every week and kind of like think about and tap into and dig into the news and what's going mm-hmm. on and the bigger issues or, you know, what's going on with the character. I've never analyzed anything this deeply my entire life. And I've been writing reviews for like 11, 12 years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of something I'm so thankful for, not only because I'm I'm getting to analyze this stuff and think about comics so deeply, but also, like you said, like to connect with someone else, you Nathan, mm-hmm. every week and Me, hear your opinions. <laughs> Me Nathan, and you know we don't necessarily agree on everything, and that's fine too. And, yeah. and that's something else that like I hate when people are like attacking each other, like oh you can't like this version of Superman or that you can't like this costume. Right. Why can't they? Why can't we all just like the things we like? That's what I. That's what I love about comics. Is that yeah. there's something for everybody. That's true. Um, yeah. And I and I, I think doing this show together has also kind of made me feel uh, a little bit uh, more in tune with what I like. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I've been able to finally put into words the things that I enjoy and why they work for me. It doesn't. I'm not always very articulate, but I I think it's kind of uh, focused a lot of things for me. It's so different. If you go to uh, McDonald's and get a hamburger and eat it, it tastes <laughs> sure. good. But if you go to McDonald's and you're told, you need to tell us four reasons why the patty is brown right. and the burger tastes like this. And and now all of a sudden, you have this new appreciation for things. It and you're can like, make oh my you... God, I should have gone to Wendy's. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or I never knew I liked the tomatoes on the McDonald's burger so much. Oof. But no, yeah. Um, that you you gain a new respect for things because you yeah kind of, it's self imposed. No one's telling us we have to do the show or review anything, mm-hmm. but it's a way of understanding not only your taste but the world and other creators and how they're doing things and yeah you know it it creates some sort of logic to a chaotic world around us yeah. And I'm thankful for other podcasts that have kind of helped me hone like my what I think and how I not what I, hone what I think, but have like <laughs> helped me figure out 
you know, the the kind of um, the kind of reviewer and podcaster in person that I want to be the way that I want to approach mm. media. And it's it's opened my eyes to new ways of looking at things. I mean, I'm I'm thankful for shows like comic book couples counseling and horror queers and Halloweenies and like all of these other like, you know, the these media shows that I that I really get into that that kind of point me at new ways of looking at the things that I already love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but when you find the right one that kind of speaks to you and, and helps you learn in different ways, it's so sure. valuable. I'm also thankful for Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> because he's got this new story going, and I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't want to bag on anything. Have a, a new release on life with Spider-Man. Yeah, like, there's just a whole new dynamic in play here. We're only four or five issues in, I forget exactly, mm-hmm. uh, into this new status quo for yeah. Spider-Man, a.k.a. Ben Riley, And it's just so exciting to be like, oh, like, this is fun again. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the character that I started with when I started reading comics mm-hmm. when I was like 11 or whatever. Or even younger than that, like eight. But yeah, no. Well, uh Oh, I was going to ask if I can plug something since we're yeah, talking ahead. about Spider-Man. Um, if you're thankful for Spider-Man, uh, uh, tomorrow after this episode drops, uh, my other podcast, The Silver Linings Playlist, is releasing an episode talking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Um, and we had a lot of fun kind of revisiting it and, and kind of uh, thinking about how how different comic book movies are now and how it kind oh, of that's was, cool. a, a, was a real game changer in a lot of ways. Yeah. And Rami was just paving the way, right? Like no one yeah. really knew what superhero comics or comic movies could be. I mean, Blade. Beyond Batman. Blade or Blade really, too. Yeah. Blade really opened the door for Marvel. Yep. X-Men was like, okay, we can do that, but with superheroes and we can take it seriously and put it in the real world or whatever. Mm. And then Spider-Man saw that and said, okay, sure, X-Men proves we can do this, but what if colorful? <laughs> what if we put him in a costume? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I still love that movie so much, and that's another thing I've been thankful for, is just kind of revisiting uh, stuff that I loved as a kid then, and finding that it's still good. Like, that, what, a, what a revelation. I have not revisited the X-Men movies, but you did just remind me, like, there was this era where everything had to be black leather for some reason. Or sure, black well, leather looking. Because of, it was the Matrix. I mean, the Matrix... Oh, you think so? Better, yeah. I think, for better or worse, really uh, changed uh, media for a long time. I mean, we're still feeling the effects of the Matrix. And it's about to re-up. <laughs> yep, about to resurrect. Oh, no. I hope it's good. I hope so, too. No, that's cool. We should totally check out the... So you're talking about Spider-Man, the first one? Or, or, yes. or the series? Yeah, the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about that Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, huh? Pretty good. Um, pretty, I, I, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't love, uh, don't love the Doc Ock joke. I, I, I'm just like <laughs> I didn't like the Scooby joke personally. <laughs> it doesn't. It, well, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like, maybe this works in context, but I don't yeah, know what yeah. you're talking about right now. Right. Um, Peter met a guy, uh, met a raccoon named Rocket last year. Can he stop being a dick about it? Like, <laughs> um, but no. I, in all seriousness, I, I did. Um, I'm excited about it. I didn't realize how close that movie was. Uh, it's next freaking month, like December 17th. Cannot wait for that. Uh, yeah, so that's another thing to be thankful for is uh, Spider-Man is coming back, baby. And movies and, 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 you know, with the vaccine, we can kind of go in a safe way. We can go yeah. to these things. I mean, it was completely not safe. What, like a year ago? Yeah, still a year ago, right? 
When yeah. did the vaccine start coming out? In the spring. Yeah, you're yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, I just saw Eternals, and it still feels nerve-wracking to go, but it's... Yeah, I agree. It's still like, wow, this is what life used to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we are on episode 148, 149 next week, and uh, this show has been going on for so long that uh, I don't even remember what the hell the first episode was about. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, it was before the pandemic, so things mm-hmm. were different then, too. Well, stay tuned for this show as we uh, barrel down on the end of the year. We're probably going to be doing some other stuff like uh, best of the year uh, shows and stuff like for that. For sure. Um, but if you like the show, like, subscribe, tell your friends, mm-hmm. and we will hear you later. Or no, you'll hear us later. You'll hear us later. I don't know who's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Be good. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy uh four day weekend hopefully um regardless of what your plans are for the yeah. next week be careful and and you know stay safe out there people tend to drive like maniacs and act and like maniacs nathan be careful with those balloons and all those turkeys you captured in your backyard they stole my balloons <laughs> <laughs>